Okay, today's daf is Shvul, daf Chapit, it's 22, and we're going to start three, four, five, six lines down. Is that where we are? No, actually, no, we'll start four lines down with the quote from the Mishnah. Um, if you remember in our Mishnah, that Rabbi Akiva said that one is going to be liable, if one makes a Shvua not to eat, and he eats even a Shkol Shvua, a minute amount, he's going to be liable. And on that, the Chachamim said, what are you talking about? We never find anywhere throughout the Torah, that one would be liable for eating a, a minute amount. And so now the Gemara quotes his response, Amra Lahan, he said back to them, Heichen carbon. Where do we ever find that somebody who merely speaks has to bring a carbon if they violate that? Shazem Bidaber or maybe carbon. This one does. In other words, this is a different case, right, by the fact that he's going to be liable for speech alone. And when he spoke, the Shvu, he obviously meant even a minute amount. And that's why this is different. But the Gemara questions Rabbi Kiva's statement. He says, well, we don't find somebody who speaks and has to bring a carbon. Vare Megadev. The Megadev, right, is somebody who curses God. But somehow he does that, the Shogek. He does it unintentionally. I know he doesn't know it's forbidden. He doesn't know he's cursing God. I, whatever the case may be. And he does have to bring a carbon chatat in that case. He's an offering. So we do find a case of speech that brings a carbon. So the Gemara responds and says, no, 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 midaber ve'oser kamrinen. What Rabbi Kiva was saying is we don't find a case where somebody speaks and creates prohibition and then later brings a carbon for violating that. Baha'i, this case of the Megadev, the blasphemer, midaber ve'chotehu. He's a speaker and sinner. In other words, he sins with his words, and that's the end of the sin as opposed to the case of Shvua, where the sin comes later when you don't fulfill your words. So the Gemara asks another question. What about the case of the Nazar? He, he made a vow, right, not to drink wine. And at the end of his term, we know, right, he has to then bring Korbano, the sacrifices. So that's the case. He, he spoke and he created a prohibition that he winds up bringing Korban. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Maybe Korbano aldiburo Camrino. We were saying somebody who brings a Korban for saying something that he shouldn't, right? In the case of a Shvua, you said something that you obviously shouldn't because you didn't fulfill the words. But hi, the case of the Nazar is different. Maybe Korban Lishtaruye Lechamra. At the end of the term, he brings his Korbano to permit wine to him. It's not... But he was not even sinned. He, he basically he fulfilled his Nazirot, and now part of the um, process of ending your Nazirot is to bring Korbanot. So that's not the same case as a Shvua. Um, I forgot to read one word. Who, right? He's right, maybe Korbanot, who, the Kamaiti. That's what he's bringing the carbon for. So then the Gemara asks for Hektish, right? Somebody who creates hektish, right? I, I declare something to be consecrated property, and then I forget, and I use it, I benefit from it. So I have to bring a carbon, as a carbon ashim in that case, a guilt offering, for I, um, I um, transgress mi'iwa, my misappropriation of consecrated property. So that's a, that's a very good case. So the Gemara says, no, that's also different, because oser we atzmo kamrinen. We, in the Mishnah, we're talking about where you created something forbidden specifically to you. But a case, but a person who makes something hectic, he's basically making that forbidden for the whole world. That's an objective prohibition as opposed to Shua, which is more subjective. So that's also different. So the Gemara says, Varei konamot. Konamot We've had that word before. Literally, it means a carbon, but it, but it refers to making something forbidden by neder. Right? I make a neder, I say that this um, kikar, this loaf of bread in front of me is konam, has a hawaka like a korban, and the hawaka is that um, 
right? Well, we'll see. It's actually machoket, but according to some, that there is a halacha of mi'iwa on that. So if I forget that that is a loaf of, that that loaf of bread is forbidden to me, and I eat it, I benefit from it in some way. I have to bring a karban asham. I've committed mi'iwa, and that's only on me. So here's the case. So the Gemara says, no, kisavar in our Mishnah and Rabbi Kiva in our Mishnah must hold ein mi'iwa bekonamo. That when it comes to konam and the darim, creating for prohibitions through the darim, there is no prohibition of mi'iwa, right? There's a prohibition not to break your word, but there's no mi'iwa, and therefore there is no korban. And therefore, shvua is really, according to Rabbi Kiva, the only case, and that's why he made his, his response that he did in our Mishnah. We defended him. Okay. Now, the Gemara goes on to qualify this um, dispute between Rabbi Kiva again and the Chacham. Again, to, to repeat, Rabbi Kiva says you're, you, you transgress if you eat even a call shu in minute amount. And the Chacham is saying, no, you have to eat a Kezayat, like we find by all other um, prohibitions of eating. So I'm a rubber. By the way, yeah. except, except Chametz. Except Chametz. Well, so, is a different story, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Chametz is Asr Vemachshahu, even with a small amount. But even there, um, I think as far as the korban is concerned, you still have to eat a kezai. Or even for malkut, there's Israel ashes if you do it, but it. Um, right? I think that you actually have to eat a kezai. Right? It's just that the prohibition, one second. Um, there's no batel b'shishi. Yeah, that's what I think mashu means, that it's not batel. But it, I think as far as still, I, I think you still need to eat a shir to get the punishment. Mm. That's what that's what we said. That's what Mashu means that it gets mixed in al yidei taruvo, right? It's never going to be batel. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> and by the way, that's also only on eating, not on possess. There's a prohibition to possess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sell our chametz, we burn it, whatever. But if you have a little bit, you have a mashu, you don't transgress. Um, it's only a kizayim. Okay. Anyway, Amr Rava. Rava says machloke. <clears throat> so our debate in our Mishnah is bistam. <clears throat> it's talking about, well, I just made a shvua and I, I didn't specify how much I won't eat. I said, I'm like, shvua not to eat. But if I actually um, specified that I, I'm making a shvua and I won't even eat a crumb, then of course, everybody agrees that I'm going to be prohibited and I'm, I'm going to have to bring a karban if I even eat a small amount. So the Gemara asked my timer, what's the reason for that? So it says because mefarish nami kaberia dummy that mefar when I specify a small amount that's like the case of eating an ant we had yesterday it's a whole creature so even though it's less than a kezayat one is liable because it, it's it is it's a unit right it has chashivut so when I'm mefarish when I specify right I'm also um, I'm being I'm saying something is, um, I'm making it, chash, you know, chashub, for making it significant. It's kind of interesting that the Gemara even bothered <coughs> having to ask the question my time. You know, I, what, what Rava just said is, right, that if a person specifies that he's prohibiting it, even a crumb, then everybody agrees that if he eats a crumb, he's going to, you know, he's going to transgress. That seems obvious, right? That's what his dot was. So why did the Gemara have to explain, oh, why? Because it's like a burial. So I, I saw there's one of them we showed him the the um, no it's actually it's, a, it's later the Nitziv when the Akronim the Nitziv says that what, why do the Chachamim say that when you make a shvua stop without specifying you have to eat a kizayit you know generally when people speak that I'm not going to eat they mean even a crumb so why why is it kizayit because he says it basically what happens is is that the, the person might mean the crumb but the, but he's he's trying to tap into a Torah law. 
right? Shvua is a Torah law. And the definition of Torah prohibition is by eating is a kezayat. So basically he has to, even though his dot might have been, you know, for a small amount, right? He, like his, his dot is called a battle. It's nullified with what the Torah's laws are. That's how the Siv understands the Chum. So he says, therefore, the question is, even if he's mefarish, he specifies maybe he should also be bottled to the Torah's law. So he says, no. But the Gemara is answering, but the Torah itself has an exception to the Kizai rule by an ant, by a birria. And over here, when you specify, you say, I'm not going to eat a crumb, you have just created like a birria. You've created chashivut, right, by doing that. That's <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah, the halacha is like the chachamim, yeah, that, you, that you're not going to transgress unless you eat a kezayin. But if you specify that I make a shua not to eat even a crumb, so then you transgress even by a crumb. That's what comes out. Okay, the Amr Rava. Rava making another qualification here. Makloke, the debate is bishalo ochom, right, v'achom is when I said I'm not going to eat and I wound up eating. So then, okay, you have to eat a kezayat or just a crumb. What if he says I won't taste? Tasting has the connotation of even a small amount. If that was a shuvah, everybody agrees that it's a small amount. So the Gemara says, Pshita. isn't that obvious? So the Gemara answers, no. What would I have thought? To taste nami ke amri inshe is also like what people... Um, the way people speak. And Rashi explains what that means is that people use that sometimes to eat more as well. Taste can have different connotations. I know in English I think it just means, you know, just to um, you know, taste a little taste. That That's the connotation in English. But Sometimes when you say just a taste. Just a taste, yeah. My mother used to say, just a taste. Just a taste. I said, Mom, just a taste? But Yiddish mom is right. different, right? Taste. That's what the, maybe that's what the Gemara means. Can, no, <laughs> but you know, in the Chayach, you, you get taste from a smell. Right, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah of course. Smelling is part of your taste. That's why but I, mean, so, but, I don't, but, but, I don't but, have but, good but, taste buds right now because of my... Yeah, but I, like, I, what they're saying, I guess, is that there's an idiomatic use of the word taste sometimes where I don't want to taste that cake, yeah. meaning I don't want to eat that cake. Uh, right, 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 right. So it could go both ways. Yeah, right. for sure. Right, so therefore I wouldn't necessarily have said what Robert said. And therefore, Kamash Kamashwani comes to tell you, no, that's how we do it. Right. Basically, this is where I, there was a riff I saw that the riff basically says is by you know that generally buying the darim or in shvuot we go after mashon bnei adam the way people use this way but over here what the gemara is saying is people use it both ways yeah so then you got to go after the more objective definition like if you look up in Webster's dictionary what would litho mean right it would say like a little bit and therefore that's what Rabbi says you say that word then everybody agrees a, a taste is a, a taste a crumb is going to be enough to transfer. Amra Papa. A Papa has another qualification. Machloke. This whole dispute is bishvuot. It's by shvuot. Avo bekonamot. But when it comes to nedarim, that's really what, you know, that's a key word for a neder, right? A carbon, whatever. Divre hakol. Everybody agrees. Bekolshu. That you're going to be liable if you eat even a small amount. My time. What's the reason? Because konamat nami. Because by nedarim as well. Kaven the lokamad ker shema since a person doesn't say the word eating, it's as though he specified. What does that mean? When I make a shvua, I say shvua shalom ocho. I think I'm not going to eat. So then the chacham say, okay, what's the definition of eating according to the Torah? A kezayim. That's why they said what they did. But by a konam, by a nether, you don't say the word eating. It's a konam kikr zealai. 
that this loaf of bread is like a carbon to me. It's forbidden. So since I didn't say the word eating, we don't have to go by the definition of eating. The tar- right? It means even a crumb in that case. That's the difference. That's what, what um, Rav Papa is saying. Okay, but the Gemara is going to question this from a Brita. Metive, right? The Brita says as follows. Shnei kot namo. It says if a person makes two different nadarm, meaning on two different loaves of bread, mitstarfim, right? That if a person eats from each one, right, they're going to um, join together for the amount that you need to transgress. Shtei shavuot. But if you have two different, meaning I say shavuot shalolach or this and shalolach or this, they're not going to join together. So Rashi says at this point of the Gemara, we understand the difference is because by Shavuot I said the word achila on both. I said eating on both. So therefore that separated them. And therefore they can't join together. But by, by Konam, again, since I didn't, you know, I'm not using the word achila on both. So therefore they're like, it's like, it's like one nether. But Remeir Omer, Rameir disagrees with that. He says, Konamot Keshvot. No. Nadarm are just like Shvot, meaning that they do join together. So Gemara is going to explain all this, but we're going to get to the question by on Rapapa by saying, wait a second, from the first opinion of Chachamim, if it could enter your mind, that like Rapapa said, he said that even the Chachamim agree that by a nether, you're liable for even a minute amount. Why, why did the Chachamim, why in, in this bright to talk about by Konama joining together, what are you talking about? You don't need to join anything together, right? A crumb will be enough, mm-hmm. right? So the Gemara answers, okay, you know what? We misunderstood the case of the bright. The case of Konam was actually, he did say the word Achiwa. The Amar Achiwa Mizu Alai Konam, Achiwa Mizu Alai Konam. He said, eating from this one is upon me, is forbidden to me, like a carbon, and eating from this one, right, is on me, or forbidden to me, like a, a carbon. In other words, he didn't use the general language of, an, of a nether, which is just konam kikarzu. He said the word achiwa. So since he said the word achiwa, and he said it twice, so therefore, or I, I, what, I, I'm sorry, since he said the word achiwa, that the, the, that the point is that he's now subjecting himself to the general definition of achiwa, of eating, which is a kezayat. That's why you need, in this bright, the syrup. But Repubble will tell you generally, when you use the, the normal terminology for Kona, when you don't use the word achiwa, so then you would be liable for even a small amount. But the Gemara, right, it isn't really satisfied with this answer, because it says, Ihachi, if that's the case, that you said the word achiwa twice, amai mitstarfo. Why do they join together? It was like two separate nadarm. That's what the difference we said between a konam, a nadar, and a shvua. The shvua, we said, they don't join together because you use the word achiwa for both, making them separate shvua. Well, if konam was the same case, you use achiwa two times, they're separate, and they shouldn't join together because they're two different ones, right? So as he says, sof, sof, in the final analysis, zil lahaka, if you go to this one, lake ashir, you didn't eat a kezayat from this loaf of bread, v'zil lahaka, and you go to here, lake ashir, you, didn't, you don't have the kezayat. And therefore, <coughs> he's saying, they shouldn't join together because they're separate in the dark. So the Gemara, um, once again, says, okay, we have to re-understand, right, to come up with a new way of understanding this right there. The case is the Amr Achilo Mishteyam Alai Konam. He did not say the word Achilo twice. He said the word Achilo once. Two loaves of bread in summer. In front of him, he says that the eating from both of these loaves is a Konam, is a carbon to me. So since he said one language of Achilo, they could join together. 
The only problem with this now, the Gemara says, is that the next line of the Mishnah, or the Bright, I should say, was to contrast it with the case of Shavuot. Oh, by the Dara and by Konamot, they, they met Starf, they joined together, they combined, but not by Shavuot. Now, in order to make a true contrast, they have to be the similar case, parallel cases in both. So that's what the Gemara now points out. So if that's the case by Konam, the Kavata, similarly, right, corresponding to that, Gavi Shavuot, but a case of Shavuot as well, the Amr Shavuot Shavuot that you made a Shavuot that not to eat from both of them. In other words, you only made, you only said the word Achila once, and therefore, Amai Ein Mitzvah, from why by Shavuot did they not join together? So basically, because of this, we throw out what we originally thought. We thought the difference was one, one language of Achila versus two, forget that. We're going to come up with now a new way of disting, distinguishing between a Shavuot and a Nether. Amr Pinchas, since they are different, right, they're distinguished for sin offerings, they can't join together. In other words, when I make a shvua and I'm not going to eat, right, these two loaves of bread, I've in fact really made two different shvua, right, we view it as two different shvua, right, um, Rashi says, and therefore... Um, if I eat a kezai from one and I eat a kezai from another, even if it's in one right um, period of concealment where I forgot, I forgot that I made the shvur, I forgot they read it somehow that they were forbidden, I would bring two korban chatol. However, by konam, we don't have that, right? Um, we don't have that um, idea by konama because by konam there's no karban, basically. And therefore, um, by, uh, by Konam, since they're not split for by Korbanal, they're also not split. They, therefore, they also can be Mitzarf. They can join together. By Shavuot, since they're separate Korbanal, they, they, <coughs> they can't join together. That's the difference. But the Gemara still persists. The Brayta doesn't make sense because he hachi, if so, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir came along, he said, Konam he says, no, the Dharma are just like Shavuot, meaning they, which typically he's saying, they also do not join together. So he says, Bishlomo Shavuot. By Shavuot, we understand they don't join together, as we said, since they are distinguished when it comes to the sin offerings. They're two different sin offerings, so therefore they can't join together. But by the Dharma, why can't they join together? Why would he argue on the Chachamim? So because of this question, right, the Gemara says, Ipach, we'll do the old switcheroon here. We're going to switch around the opinions. Mm-hmm. Right, the way the bright that was originally recorded was a mistake. It really goes like this. Rameir Omer, not switch around the opinions, but switch around the statement of Rameir. Rameir Omer Shvuot Kohonamot. He wasn't saying Nadarim is like Shvuot. He was saying Shvuot is like Nadarim. Meaning, just like... Just like by Nidarim, they can join together. By Shavuot, they also join together. Ah, oh, by Shavuot, we just say, but they're separate for sin offerings, so they shouldn't join together. But wait, wait with the Rapinchas. He disagrees with the logic of Rapinchas. In other words, even though they might be separate for Korban Chatat, at the end of the day, it was one utterance, right? It was a Shavuot. I'm not going to eat from both of these. So even though it does create two different um, obligations for sacrifices, but it's considered one shvua vis-a-vis their ability to, to combine and join together, and that's why right, Rameir holds like he does. So we've now defended Rapapa, but we had to do a lot to defend Rapapa, right? Basically, to defend Rapapa, we had to change right, the, the, the case of Konam from the normal language to a case where he said the word achiwa, and he's, right? 
and we also had to switch Ramirez's language. But we've defended Rapapa. Rapapa, again, just to remember, he said that the Makloket, where the Chachamim say that you need to eat a Kezayah, is only by a Shvua. But by, by Konam, right, it, right, you could eat even a Kalshu, a minute amount, and you will be liable. So that was one answer. Ravina Amar, Ravina is going to be a different answer for the Brighta, because the Brighta, again, said, what's the question, Rapapa? Because the Brighta said by Konamo, if you make, um, right, two different konama, they're mitzar, if they combine together for the measurement you need to transgress. But according to Fred Papa, he said by konam, there is no, there is no minimum amount, right? It's a, um, it's a call show. So how do we, how do we answer this Braita? Ravina Amr. So he says, right, a second answer. Kika Amr Rapapa, he says, no, when Rapapa said that for a call, that, that by a nether, Right, you transgress for with a kosher with a minute amount is only with Indian malkot. Is is vis a vis when you when you do the case um, when you transgress intentionally and you're going to get lashes. So then we're very strict. Even the smallest amount will get you lashes. Kitanya he this brayta which talked about mitstarfin which combining to get to a certain measurement, linyan karban. That's talking about when I transgress inadvertently and I'm going to bring the sacrifice. In that case, shava pruta. I do need, right, it's, it's, it's mi'iwa. It's a form of, right, misappropriation of something that I created as hektish, as, as holiness, as um, consecrated material. And therefore, if I get a pruta's worth of benefit, pruta's a very small coin, then I'm going to, um, to I'm going to be liable. Until after the state, they still use prutot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, there were pennies, essentially. Yeah, the pennies, basically. Actually, they, exactly. were, they, were, they had prutot and they had mil. Because in the early days of the state, the Israeli currency was kind of was worth at the time the same as the British pound, and uh, they actually had one one thousandth. Uh, really, my wow. father talked about my grandfather bringing like a, sack, a bag of oranges, and he might have paid ten mil, like, <laughs> like ten one thousandth. Of, wow, wow! You know, for the sack of bag of oranges. So okay, so so continue on. So the Gemara says, wait. Remember, so are you telling me the only way to make this work out then is to say the Savri Rabbanan that the rabbis who argue on Rabbi Meir in our, in this Brita, Yesh Mi'ila They obviously hold that when you create a nether, when you say something is a konam, it's subjected to the laws of Mi'ila, misappropriation of consecrated material. That he says that you need, you know, they're joined together to the value of a pruta. But I'm going to show you that those Chacham argue on Rabbi Meir. Don't hold of that. From another brayta, Batanya, brayta number two. A person says, Kikrizu hektish. Right? That this loaf of bread in front of me has, is consecrated. Bongsa hektish. And it was eaten. Bain who, whether it be the same person who declared it hektish, or bain chaveru, or whether it be his fellow, his friend, ma'al. They have committed me'ila. They misappropriated, right, consecrated material, and therefore, right, there's whatever ramifications are of that. You have to bring a korban, etc. Wafichak, therefore, since that loaf of bread is hectic, is consecrated material, yeshla pigeon. It actually can be redeemed. The Torah provides that when you consecrate something, you can redeem it by giving hectic the equivalent value. However, the second case is kikruzu alai hectic. What if I say this loaf of bread is forbidden to me? as hektish, mm-hmm. as consecrated material. So there, I'm not making an objective hektish, I'm making it subjective hektish to myself. Mm-hmm. So in that case, who ma'al, if he eats it, he will transgress mi'iwa, 
right? But But if somebody else, right, eats the bread, right, they're not doing anything wrong because I only made a hectic vis-a-vis myself. <coughs> Therefore, since that loaf of bread is not objective hectic, I can't redeem it because, as Rashi says, there's no um, formula for redeeming something that's forbidden. You can't redeem prohibitions. You can only redeem hectic. This is all different Rabbi Mayer. That's Rabbi Mayer's opinion. But then, why wasn't I able? Why, why weren't we able to? If I had made a particular animal hectish, and you, we said yes, <coughs> so I couldn't replace it with another animal. That's by so that yeah by a carbon. When you have something that has by a carbon kedusha goof that is going to go on the mizbech, then you then you cannot redeem it. You can't redeem it. if it's if it's fit for the altar, then you can't redeem it. That's the that's the um, exception, right? What, if the animal would develop a blemish, a disqualifying blemish, then you could redeem it. Mm-hmm. But until, until then, you have to bring it as a, mm-hmm. as a carbon. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's an exception. I'm glad mm-hmm. you you pointed it out. Okay, we move to Ahmed Bait. The Brayta continues with the second opinion. This is the opinion we're interested in. The same Chachamim who argued on Remeir in the previous Brayta argue on him here. They say, He says, When I say, make a nether, I say that this wheel for bread is, uh, is hectic to me, then there's no me'ila, even if he himself eats it. There's no me'ila on, right? He says, right? Me'ila is for hectic is for consecrated material. It's not for something that I create a personal prohibition for me. So, but anyway, what do we see? That the chacham in we hold that there is no mi'ila by nadarm, and therefore you can't explain the previous brayta as saying that when the when the brayta says they combine, they're combining for mi'ila. Right? That's not true. They don't come. Don't hold to that. So the gemara says that's not a problem. Ipach. Again, do the switch already. This time it's switching the opinions in the second Brita. We're going to read it like this. That the first opinion in the Brita is saying that when you make a nether, neither the person who's pronounced it nor his fellow will have transgressed me if they eat it. Because we don't have me'ua by nadarm. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir now. If he that pronounced the nether, if he eats the, the loaf of bread, he will transgress misappropriation, but his fellow will not. So we see now the Chacham hold, yes, there is Mila. So this answer, Ravina, requires switching around the opinions in the second bright there, but okay. That's the only way to make it work out. So the Gemara now asks, if so, but if you go back to the bright number one, if you remember, what was Rameir's words? Rameir Omer Konamot Kishvot. Right, he says that that no, he disagreed with the Chacham. He said that Nadarim are like Shvuah. In other words, just like by Shvuah, when you make a Shvuah, they're not going to eat from two, right from two different loaves of bread. They don't combine together for the if you eat a, a half a kazai from each loaf, they don't combine together. So to by Nadarim, they don't combine together. So the Gemara makes a, a beautiful inference from this statement: Ela Konamat Mitstarfe. Rameir is saying they basically don't join together, right? But it's, it sounds like, ha, hi, mi'ila, eat, bahu. But there is mi'ila. It's just that you can't get to mi'ila by joining the two together. But if Rameir would hold that there's no mi'ila, what would he have said to Chacham? Not that, oh, you can't join them together. He says, you'll never, even, even if you join them together, you won't bring a korban. That's what he should have said. Mm-hmm. 
But wait a second, Bahama Ramero, the way we just switched around bright to number two, I know it's a lot to think about here at once, but is that Ramero said, Ain Miwa Bakonama Kwao. There is no Miwa. So again, why is Ramero in the first bright arguing that you can't join them together, which infers that, but if you could, I would agree there's Miwa, when we just switched his opinion in bright number two to hold that there is no Miwa by a carbon. Right? Basically, you can't win. So the Gemara answers, no, there's a way out here as well. That back in Brighton number one, when he argued, you have to say like this, I think we had something like this the other day as well, yesterday. And he was arguing according to the words of the Rabban. And he was saying like this, you know, there's no concept of Mi'ila here at all. And even if you, would jo- you could join them together, you would never bring a Korban. But with did who? But according to you, Chacham, okay, I'll accept that you argue with me on that. You hold that there is Miwa. But Odo we Mihat, at least agree to me, the Konama Kishvuot, that the Dharm are like Shvuot, just like the Shvuot, you can't combine them. By Konama, by the Dharm as well, you can't. And Verabanin, the rabbis would say back, no, Shvuot, Ika, the Rapinchas. By Shvuot, you have the Svara, you have the rationale of, of Rapinchas, where they're, he said, remember, since they create two separate liabilities for a sin offering, they also can't combine for the carbon. Konamat leka the repentless, but you don't have that swear by by konam by konamat. There are not there are there is not separate um, sin offerings, and therefore you don't have that same rationale. Okay, period. The end of that. That was a little bit of a difficult piece, but we have defended Rapapa right to, in two different ways from the Braita. We had to do a lot to defend them, though. So um, it wasn't simple. Okay. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's not simple because it's, it's not just four possibilities, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Shvot and, and, and Konamot. Konamot. It's, um, <coughs> it's um, how, you, whether the, how you said the Shvot right. or, the, or right. the Konamot. It's whether or not Shvot, well, I said Shvot and Konamot, how you said it. I mean, you start adding, I think it's like two to the fourth. I think there's like 16 possibilities. Yeah. If, <laughs> right. I, if I've been following this. No, I'm, I'm so, right. so there's a lot of information being thrown around. A lot no, of but it's also variables. lots of variables, right? right. It's, it's like, did you say it as a unit or did you say it separately? Is it a Shua or is it a Konam? konam? Is it, is it, uh, is, do, do they get, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. The only way, according to the first, the, in the first answer, the you only need way, or do you need right. right, the only way to get to make the case uh, make sense was to say you said the language of Achila by Konam, but you only said it once, right? Because if you said it twice, then it would be two separate, two separate Nadarim. If you said right, and if you didn't say Achila at all, then you would you would need a Shir. You'd only need a Kol show. Yeah. So the only way you can get to a case where you could combine them and have. Right and be one korban. Right is when you said the language of, of Achiwa. Uh, right. <laughs> Achiwa once, right? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, now this is sort of a new point. I mean, it, it relates to what we said before. But um, the Chachamim's opinion, which is who we follow, said that even when you make a shvur, you're not going to eat, and you don't. You just say it's tam without speci- specifying. You don't transgress unless you eat a kizayit. So Amar Rav, Rav said, but what about the following? I think we mentioned this yesterday as well. Shvushu a person makes a shvush, he's not going to eat, v'ochol afar, and he eats dirt. So Rav Paskin's pator, you're going to be exempt, because that's not eating. Dirt is not food. 
Okay, boy Rava. So Rava said, what about the following though? Shvur shalom ochol offer. I made the shvur that I'm not going to eat dirt. So Bukama, how much do I have to eat in order to transgress? Do we say, kevin the amr shalom ochol? Since I use the language I'm not going to eat, daita kezayin, that the chachamim hold that you always mean a kezayin. Right? No matter what you mean, right? We, we define that as a kezayin. Odilma, or perhaps, kevin the lab midi di achoy in Since this is not something that people eat, right? So he didn't mean achila here in the normal sense, because this is not eating. And therefore, bakalshu, I'm really forbidding the dirt to me on even a minute amount. And the Gemara says, take it, let it stand as a question. The Gemara does not answer it. Um, and That's the, like making to me like the, the a shvur, a vein, not a vein, a false shvur. You say the table's a chair. It's, you can't make okel something that's not okel. I can, but it's physically possible hey, for him to eat the... Right, um, but the yeah. way, but we have a... The, the okel means something to us. Right. right. When you refer to something as okel, it's, you know, it's not simply putting it in your mouth. Yeah. Okel means something. Right, right, right. right. Well, no, no. But no, I can, no, he didn't say... No, no, he didn't ma- say that the dirt is food. He said, I will not eat it. You, the physical... Right, but I'm saying... I can eat this piece of paper. No, no, but, but, I, but, I can but I'm saying... But okay, you can say you put it in your mouth. I don't think you can eat something that's not food. And from a... From, a, um, from the word, way we use the word okel... It, it doesn't mean that. Right? Right. Uh, so, yeah. the guy who eats a nail, right? <laughs> like, you can... It's the physical act of putting it into you your digestive tract. You don't watch America's, uh, you know, Got Talent or something. Right. You know, like, you got to watch right. that. No, if you... If you then yeah, no, then no. you appreciate the... I mean, you're right. In a way, you're right, because the way I understand, like, Jehovah's Witnesses in blood, and they say, we can't eat blood. We say, you can't eat blood. You can't put blood through your mouth, but you can get a transfusion. Right. Because they're so literal, they say... Right. They consider it... Right. Caking in blood, even though we Ingesting use the, the word ochel right. specifically means... In, right. Yeah, 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 I guess. So, so yeah, you, yeah. I think, you know, you, you see, you're right what you're saying. That's why Rava in the previous statement said, when you make a shvua not to eat and you eat dirt, you didn't eat. Because it's not defined as eating. But when you put it, the word ochel together with offer, he made a shvua, I'm not going to eat the dirt. So then what he means by eating is not the general definition. You create a new what, yeah. right. reality. Right. It means the physical right. act. Right. It means the physical act. But like, you know, with Pesach with a dog, if you throw it before a dog and a dog won't eat it, yeah. it's not a It's not chametz, right. Right? Right. Because yeah. it's not food. Right, right. It's nefsa machil Exactly. Right. But that's the it's difference, right? That I, I, I but there, the prohibition, the Torah says you can't eat chametz, right? Right, right. So that's, you're not eating it. it but a know. dog, when to eat it, then it's okay. Right, right. Like a hundred percent. So I know anyway. maybe, maybe I shouldn't say this on tape, but you don't have to get rid of you know your shampoos or anything like that. Okay, because uh, of that. Yeah, I mean people. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Jewish yeah. world is strict about it. The Pesach yes. people like to be strict, but you know, halachically, seemingly, it wouldn't be a problem. There are there are um, yes practices of Pesach, <laughs> which get a little bit. Yeah, to the, we're very strict. I routinely Pesach, open yeah. like I, I, the, I, the fridge and put my arm through to see if I can put it through the hole. Yeah, a I, length I, of my arm. Well, in Israel, I don't know if it's every year, but a couple of years ago, seriously, there were Haredim <coughs> who argued that you cannot drink water in Israel on Pesach that's from Israeli sources because pe- people throw bread to the oh. fish in Lake Kinneret 
I, I mean, seriously. That's like it's. I guess. Uh, I'm just bringing this. No, I mean, that was a no, true. No, that no, was no, an no. actual thing. It was uh, just yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? To, um, you shouldn't get out of bed because you'd be afraid you'd break your yeah. leg. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you basically, exactly. Don't yeah. do anything. Just yeah, yeah, and yeah. yet, and yet, in Masechet uh, Psachim, there's this. There's a, there's actually the concept of insofla yeah. devar, where they actually say, you, you know, where the. Yeah. The, the mouse takes something between the two yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, on the contrary, they say, if that's the case, then you forget it, that you can never do anything. Then, yeah. Right. So don't do that. Yeah. When I was in Yeshiva in Israel, I had a rabbi in a long black you know, coat, you know. He was a pretty firm guy, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, but I remember he used to tell us, you know, Tzarich Liot Normali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boy, Rava. Rava now asks a question that really builds on the previous question. Rashi says that it's, it's based on if we would answer that by eating even the smallest, the minutest amount of dirt, you would transgress. What about the following? If a person made a shvua, he's not going to eat grape seeds. Now, people don't eat grape seeds by themselves, but they won't eat the grape with the seeds in it. So, Bikama, how much do you have to eat of grape seeds to be liable? Do we say, since they, unlike dirt... Right, grape seeds are eaten together in a mixture with grapes. So therefore, daita kezayit. I meant a kezayit, the whole kezayit, because it's really it's like food. Odum, or perhaps came in the way. I can't eat it by itself. Nobody will eat grape seeds by themselves. I hope not. So then, in she daita amashu. We said right. I should say Kevin the beeno akoyle inshei. Since people will not eat it by itself, daita amashu. He means lake. By the dirt, even the smallest amount. And again, the Gemara says, Teiku, let that stand as a question. And on that, Ravashi now has a, has a shayla, has a question. And Rashi explains that his question is based on, on answering this past question as saying by grape seeds that you won't transgress unless you eat a kezayat. So then, if that's going to be the answer, by Ravashi, Ravashi has another answer, a question. Nazar. Now, when Nazar already took a vow, Right, that he can't eat grapes or any grape products, or wine, of course, right, um, including grape seeds. So what about a Nazar Sha'amr? After he became a Nazar, he made another Shavuah now. He said, Shavuah Shalom Ocho Kartza. He makes a Shavuah that he's not going to eat grape seeds. Now we know that once you already have created prohibition, you, we said yesterday you can't make another Shavuah on that. So does this Shavuah take effect? So Ravashi is really asking that question by asking, Bakama, how much does he mean when the Nazar says, I'm not going to eat Khartzan, I'm not going to eat grape seeds, how much does he mean that he won't eat? Do we say the Kevin de Kezayat is Suradir Raitahu? Do we say that since already, by becoming a Nazar previously, he already created a prohibition by a Kezayat, Kikamishtaba, when he swore the second time, Ahatera Kamishtaba? Right? He was swearing on the part where he had not previously um, prohibited, on the part that's still permitted. Vidaito Amashu, and is, he has a mind even a smallest amount. In other words, even if you want to say normally, when you make a shwa not to eat chartzan, right? Not to eat grape seeds, you mean a kezayat, maybe by the Nazar, if he knows the halacha, right? He has a mind Amashu, because it's the only way the shwa will take effect. Odilma, or perhaps, came in the Amr Shalom Ocho. Since he said, I'm not going to eat it, well, eating, according to Chacham in general, means Daita Kazai. So he means a Kazai. So that's Ravashi's question. But, so then, but then it doesn't make sense because he's already prohibited. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if he means a kezayat, right? I'm sorry. I'm going to speak this out. Thank you, Rashi says. And therefore, like in other words, he didn't realize, apparently. And therefore, the shvua has no effect at all. Right. right. So the question really is, did he mean a mashu, and therefore the, kezai- the shvua well, takes effect? Okay. Or did he mean a kezayat, and therefore I mean, the shvua doesn't, doesn't make Because he was already proved right. it. Right. Okay. Exactly. And the Gemara, for this time, tries to bring a proof. It actually does. Tashima. Come in here from a Mishnah that we're going to have later on in this page. A person makes a shvur that he's not going to eat. We actually quoted this um, before as well. He ate things that were not kosher. Nevelo ate an animal that didn't have shkita. Trefo, an animal that had shkita but had an injury or an illness that made it prohibited. Shkatsim are, are basic. We don't say it again. Right? Shkatsim are right, forbidden uh, by fish and birds, whatever, or masim are the creepy crawly things that are forbidden to us. Chayev, he's going to be liable, right? Because he ate. Rabbi Shimon Poter. Rabbi Shimon says you're exempt because those things were already, right, we're sworn, we took an oath by Har Sinai, right, to forbid those things to us. And therefore, the, the Shvur never took effect on those things. Remember, we, we spoke this out before we asked, why, according to the Chachamim, the first opinion, are you liable when you eat in the, these trafe things? After all, you're already, right, the Jewish people already took an oath at Mount Sinai to forbid these things. So the second shvur shouldn't have taken effect on, on, on non-kosher things. So this should sound familiar. Rav Vishmov, Reb Yochanan, those three Amarayim, the Amre, they said, you know what, Bekolel Devarim Hamutarim Im Devarim Hasurim. That the reason that it works over here is because when he made the, the shvur, he said, I'm not going to eat. What did he mean? I'm not going to eat kosher food. I'm not going to eat non-kosher food. So since the shvua took effect on the kosher food, it has the ability to take effect on the non-kosher food, which had already been prohibited to us. And that's why the Chamo now when I eat non-kosher food, I have transgressed my shvua. For Ishwakish, though, Amr, he gives a different answer. His answer basically is that, no, the Torah only forbade right a certain amount. So if you make the nether on less than that, then, or the shvur, I should say, unless than that, it will affect, it will, in fact, take effect. Okay? <clears throat> now, he says, so what do you have to say? It depends on the opinion. This goes back, right, to the Makhloket, the Chachamim, and Rabbi Kiva. Right? The Chachamim say, when you make a shvur, not the, you mean a kezayat. And Rabbi Kiva says, you mean a, a kosho. So he says, hey, let me just, let me yeah. just speak this out. So Rish Lakish Amri says, you're only going to find the Shavuot taking effect. If you're going according to the Chacham, who say you normally mean a Kezayat, so it's a case where you specified, you specified less than that, right, a Chatzishir, right, uh, less than a Kezayat, or or according to Rabbi Akiva, even if you said it without specification, Right? The Amr, because he says, Osir Because he says, when a person makes a shvu and not to eat, he's forbidding himself even with the, mind, the most smallest amount. And so he says, that's how Reish Lakish says you could create a shvu that works when you made the shvu on something, again, that's, that's less. That's, that's permitted. That's permitted less than the yeah. amount that Torah forbids. What, yeah. You want to ask a question? Yeah, so, so if, if you can, if, you, if the shvu of Lo Chal includes non kosher and kosher, because for the reasons we just spoke about. And theoretically, what about the opposite? I'm going to eat a certain amount of... I'm going to eat a certain amount today. Right, right. and, and no one I, I eat treif. And I ate treif. Now, oh. did I... If, yes, I broke the shua of Hasinai, 
But did I break my shvua? I, I, or, or, I, or, or, yeah, I think so because the, yeah, I, I believe so. Or I don't. Sorry, I, I, I. Yeah, no, no. no. Did I fulfill my shvua? <laughs> I guess it would have to be. Yeah. Or, 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 or did I not? And I'm I'm liable for right. Yeah, you are liable. I'm pretty sure. And I think that we're going to see this at one point, if not explicitly like that, but we're going to see a svar in the Gemara that is going to answer your question. That because basically when you eat non-kosher food, it's still eating. It's not like eating dirt, right? It's, it's, it's edible. And therefore, it's still called eating. It's just when I say shvush lo oho, at least according to one opinion, that cannot include non-kosher food. Because it's already a shvush from already, I already have a shvush from our No, but, but since the opinion, <coughs> the opinion right. that you put it all together yeah. says it does include the non-kosher food. Yeah. The, oh, that opinion, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So by that opinion, yeah. if, if kosher and non-kosher can be put together right. for the, for the, the negative, not yeah. eating... Yeah. Then Certainly for the positive. Then they but but I think even according to, according to every opinion, though, I think it would, be, it would be considered eating. Because the only problem in the negative, it's only a problem because you're making a shvua on something that was already prohibited. Here, you're, you're, in other words, you're prohibiting something that's already prohibited. But over here, when you make shvua shalokal, you're not creating any prohibition. Right? You're not creating a prohibition. You're actually creating an obligation. An to obligation. Eat. So therefore, it doesn't even... This whole issue doesn't it's, it's start. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and you would still, I think, train your ass by eating the non-kosher, because yeah. that's eating. Yeah. It's still defined as eating. Right. Okay, good. Okay, so now the Gemara, from this whole story with the nevela, with the non-kosher food, we're going to be able to answer the question that Rav Ashi posed about the hearts on by the Nazar, with the Nazar, who already couldn't eat grape seed, and he made another shvua to eat chartzan. So he says, Vaha nevela, um, yeah, the mushba va'omed mahar sinaihu, right, nevela, which already you took, right, an oath at harsina not to eat, the ki chartzan, the ki chartzan gavi nazar damya. It's similar to the grape seeds vis-a-vis the nazar, meaning it's something that already was prohibited. Vitaima, and we're saying according, right, According to Rish Lakish, the only reason that the that the um, according to the Chachamim that the Shmuel would take effect is the parish that you specified that I am making a nether now I'm making a shmuel now not to eat even less than a kizayat ha lo parish which seems to indicate according to Rish Lakish if I wouldn't have specified daita a kizayat that I would have had in mind the kizayat and therefore shema mina. Right, we can answer now the question of Ravashi. Ravashi said, when the person, when the Nazar makes a shvua nati chartzan, maybe, he, right, he said it stopped. He said it without specifying. Maybe he had in mind less than the kazai, because he knows that if he means, if, he's, if he meant the kazai, it wouldn't take effect. But we see from Rachel Lakesh that the only way to make it take effect is to specify. Right, but in the case of Nevela. And therefore, when you don't specify, he means the Kazayat. So the answer to Ravashi's question is that you know what? It's not going to be a Shul at all. Because he already, right, he already was forbidden to Kharza, to, to the grape seeds. So the Gemara says, okay, we've answered Ravashi's question, but Elatif Shatabai Rava. We, let's also use this to answer Rava's question. Right? What was Rava's question? Shvur Shalom Ocho Afar. He says, you make a Shvur not to eat dirt, but Kama. How much do you have to eat? Was it a call shoe? Was it a kezayat? So Tifsha, why don't we answer the Adika Kazayat? That you have to eat a kezayat. The Han Nevela, he says, Ka'afar Damya. After all, Nevela is like dirt, right? Just like dirt you don't eat, right? 
a Jewish person doesn't eat nevela. So he said, right, but time with the parish, and again, Rich Lakish is saying, according to the Chum, the only way it's going to work by Nevela to get the Shvua to be effective is if you specified less. Halo parish, if you didn't specify, you just said it's Tom, which is the case that Rebbe was asking about. Your mind is on a Kezayat. So let's answer Rebbe's question as well. And the Gemara answers this is the Svara that I was mentioning to you a moment ago. Wow, this is not true. Offer La Barachiwahu Kwam. Dirt is something you can't eat, and therefore it could be when he said I'm not going to eat, he doesn't mean eating in the general sense because you can't eat dirt, and therefore it could mean a small amount there. But nevela bat achila, nevela, not kosher food, is food, right? It's just food we're not supposed to eat. Look at the way the Gemara writes about it. It says it's just the ariyehu to reveal ilava. What imagery? It's a it's a lion that is crouching over it. Right? You know what? You know, think of in your mind, like if, if a lion was crouching over food, right? You wouldn't dare go over and try to get that food away from him. You'd be crazy. So Chazal were telling us here, this is how we're supposed to view non-kosher food, right? That, you know, like, it's food. And it's edible. It's not dirt. But we should view it as though it's a lion, like, crouching over. You would Eat never it at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is the level you're at Shemayim is supposed to have. You know, it's like the, the well, second average right? actually, it's a beautiful Actually, actually even more so, I, I remember there's a Rashi, I don't remember where it is, where... Uh, where he specifically says you have to say that non-kosher food is good yeah. and edible. Right. Otherwise, it's, it's not a rashi at the end of Kedoshim, right. Yeah. right? But what yeah. What can I do? Avinu Shemeshamayim, right? He said it's forbidden. Right. Exactly. Right. Otherwise, what's the mitzvah? Right. If, you, if all the people who say it's awful, it's not good for you, <laughs> well, then they're missing the point. Yeah, trichinosis or, you know, like... Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I stay away from shellfish because I no, have gout. I, you know, that's why. Right, right, right. Actually, I, I remember... <laughs> I remember... Rabbi in Pittsburgh who traveled to Argentina where there is a kosher McDonald's and for the first time in his life before <laughs> Israel ate a Big Mac. <laughs> and he said, he, he said, actually he came back and said, I was very pleased to learn that Big Macs are really good. Oh really? And I don't he, have any Thai before it. No, because he said, because that means that when I'm not eating a Big yeah, Mac here, yeah. I'm actually fulfilling You're getting a mitzvah? <laughs> That's your Shemaim. Okay, bottom line is we answer Ravashi's question, but in case the hard side, right, you need a mean a kazai, but we never answer the offer question, the door. We leave it as a question. Okay, new Mishnah. Shvu Ocho. A person makes a shvu, he's not gonna eat. The Ocho Vishata. And he eats and he drinks. Enu He's only gonna be liable one. Now Rashi explains why. Because if, because drinking is is also when you say I'm not gonna eat, right? You also mean you're not going to drink. Drinking is included in eating. The Gemara is going to say that. But nevertheless, it's like if you would eat twice in one fit of forgetfulness, you'd only bring one korban. So it's the same thing here. You ate and you drink. It's like two different eatings. And therefore, there's only one. But what if I spoke out? I said, I'm not going to eat. And I'm not going to drink. I, may, I specified both. And I ate and I drank. I'm actually being live too because from the fact I specified I meant that there's two separate shvuah. The Gemara is actually going to ask a question, Rashi points out, that when I say shvuah shalom okha, I'm not going to eat, drinking was included. So then when I add shalom eshta, I'm not going to drink, that should be a shvuah on a shvuah. Why is even the second shvuah take effect? 
The Gemara will, will, will go through that. Next case, Shvua Shalom Ocho. What if I say a Shvua I'm not going to eat? V'yacho patchitim, a patzorim, a patkusmim. And I eat three different types of bread. Wheat bread, barley bread, and spelt bread. Einu chayev el-acha. I'm only going to be liable one because it was one Shvua. But what if I say Shvua Shalom Ocho patchitim, a patzorim, a patkusmim. What if I make a Shvua, right? I'm not going to eat wheat bread, I'm not going to eat barley bread, I'm not going to eat spelt bread. I specify each one. V'yacho, eat each one. Chayev el-acho achat v'achat. Then I'm going to be liable for each and every one. Um, right? Okay. And, um, right, the, the Gemara, right, is, why? Because from the fact that I specified each one, I meant each one. The Gemara, Rashi says, is going to ask the question, maybe the reason I specified those three is because I didn't want to include rye bread. Maybe I want wheat bread and barley bread and spelt bread, but not rye bread. So the Gemara is going to ask that question, how do we know that he meant it to be three different shvot? But, okay, continuing on, shvot shvot eshta. I say I'm not going to drink. Right? Vishota Mashkin Harbay, I have a lot of different drinks. I have a little scotch, a little bourbon, a little vodka, right? I, I mix it right. Ainu I'm only gonna have to bring one, right? Because they're all put in one shvua. But what if I specify shvua I make a shvua I'm not gonna drink yai and wine, fishem and oil. And we don't really drink oil so much, but it's a liquid. With devash, honey, we don't think of that as drinking, but devash is a liquid, according to <laughs> Chazal. For, right? And so I made the shvua. Right, that I'm not going to drink any of these three I specified. Vishata, and I drank all three. I'm going to be liable on all three because, again, we said, but the bread, right, I meant a shvua of three different shvuot. Okay, then the next case of Mishnah is something we've quoted already twice, I think, in the Gemara. Shvua shvuot This is the source. This is the Mishnah. Mishnah. I made a shvua that I'm not going to eat. And I ate food that is, is inedible. Or And I drank things that are not fit. Potter, I'm going to be exempt. But if I made a shvua, I'm not going to eat. Right? And, and the reason is because that's not eating or drinking when it's not edible. If I made a shvua that I'm not going to eat. I'm I eat all these things that are not kosher. I'm going to be liable. <coughs> we explained already. Right, Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochan and why? Rabbi Shimon Pote, Rabbi Shimon said you're going to be exempt because <coughs> you're a Mushma of the Omid Marasina, you already were forbidden those things, and therefore this Shua doesn't take effect. Amr, the Mishnah concludes, what if I say, Konam Ishti, Nanatli? I'm making a nether that my wife can't get any Hana from me, can't benefit from me. Im Achalti Hayom, if I eat today. And I go ahead and I eat tray food, I eat non kosher food. Did I fulfill the condition and does, does it trigger the nether? Says the Mishnah, ishti so my, my wife is now forbidden. Because that's eating. Right? It's prohibited eating, but it's still eating. It's not inedible. And therefore, right, the nether has been triggered. Let's finish the page. Okay. Amar Bar Abin Amar Shmuel. It was said the name of Shmuel. Shvu If a person makes a shvu, he's not going to eat. Peshata. And he drinks. That case wasn't explicitly discussed in the Mishnah. Chayim. He says it's going to be liable. Drinking is included in eating. And he says, if you want to say it's it's based on a rational explanation. Or if you want, it could say it's based on a pasuk. If you want, you could say it's based on rationale. When a person says to his friend, you know what, let's go eat something, let's go taste something, literally. What do they do? They go inside, they eat. Vishatu and they drink. Mm-hmm. When you say let's eat, you mean drink as well. Let's go get something to eat. Right? It's the this way people speak. It's the issue of common usage. Yeah, common right? usage. Yeah. And then he says, but if you don't like that, 
You know what, Kra, I can show you a Pasuk that teaches us this. That drinking is included in eating. From where do we derive that drinking is included in eating? Shenamar, as it says, this is a Pasuk in Parsha Rei. It's talking about the mitzvah of Meiser Shani, right? The 10% of your produce that you grow in Eretz Yisrael, you have to bring to Yerushalayim and eat it there. And the Torah says, V'yachalta, you shall eat l'fnei Hashem al-kaka before Hashem your God, b'makam asher yivkar, v'shakin shemo sham, in the place I will choose to dwell my name, right, that, to rest my name, that is Yerushalayim, meiser, the 10% of degoncha, what's dagan, your, your grains, v'tiroshcha, that's your wine, we move to chafkimo, v'tirosh chamerho, tirosh is wine, it's a drink, u'ketiv, the beginning of the passage, v'yachalta, you're eating, so the Torah says eating, by wine. So we see that drinking is included in eating. And so we have both a pasuk and a rational explanation, whichever one you like, right? You could use either one um, to prove this point.